And um, this is a new, new recording. This isn't like something that got lost in the vaults. The vaults of tipsies are done. We're done. Well, we have one more, but it's not tipsies. It's another. Oh, yeah. We're saving that. It's all done. We're saving that one for a rainy day. We don't know it. For a rainy day. (laughs) Rainy days. Okay. Um, this is where we discuss Harry Potter drunkenly. Oh. I'm not sure. <laughs> I have not drank enough today. <laughs> I took the drink earlier. You're welcome well, everyone. Maybe not drunkenly. Tipsily. Tipsy. Tipsy. We are reading or continuing reading Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. And what chapters did we read this? This time, Andy? 10 through 13? 10, 10 through 13. 13. There was a question on that. What are we drinking? We are drinking Polyjuice Potion. Polyjuice Potion. I'm going to me. Andy and I made the same one. Well. Ish. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to have lime sherbet. Dry ice. And I got dry ice. Lemon lime soda and bitters. Sheila's version was rainbow sherbet because Georgia does not believe in lime sherbet by itself. We don't. Um, I skipped the dry ice. I did vodka. I did lemon lime soda. And we had bitters in the house, so I put some lemon bitters on it. Eric has lemon bitters. So, like, I did, like, two, three drops? I don't know. That's Surprise to no one, I modified the recipe. So did I. Uh, <laughs> always, we always uh, do. But I actually did just use lime sherbet because I only scooped out that side. Um, Andy's going to impress people, not me today. Well, I didn't get bitters, even though I could have. <laughs> but I knew it would just sit here and go to waste. So I was like, I'm not doing it. You could have bought already... it and then given them to Eric for his birthday. Well, now I'll know. Um, <laughs> and then instead of getting lemon lime soda, which I guess I technically did, I got um, lemon lime like soda water. Okay, like because um, I felt like there was going to be enough sugar, sh- enough sugar from the sherbet. Probably. Mm. Um, I also feel like that twang in the soda water also um, it kind of gives it a little bit of bitter, a little bit of a bitter taste because it's mm. not like sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you hear this, He's it's just me <laughs> shaking it back up. Stirring his sherbet <laughs> up. That's so funny. All right. Well, my polyjuice is separate from theirs. And I also made, I actually, okay, I changed a lot. So, <laughs> mine is supposed to be gin, the St. Germain elderflower liqueur, four ounces of sparkling water, half an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of simple syrup, and then butterfly pea powder, yeah. which I had never heard of. And now mm-hmm. I'm super intrigued by because of everything it's supposed to be really good for. But what did I do? I did vodka instead of gin just because mm-hmm. I didn't couldn't find the gin that I wanted. Um, the sparkling water was actually a key lime sparkling water, <laughs> a key lime mm-hmm. liqueur. And then I didn't have simple syrup, and I don't have real sugar in my house to make a really simple, simple syrup. (laughs) So I skipped that. But I am, I'm doing the lemon juice in front of Andy and Sheila because the last step in making this drink is you're supposed to add the lemon juice, and it's supposed to change the colors. Mm -hmm. Magical. So um, right now, I mean, I guess. I thought it looked purplish, but maybe it is a little bluish. It's but really deep. It's like a either if it's not like a royal blue, it's like a royal purple. It's really dark. Yeah. And I'm adding my I I also made mine a double 
Because mm. well, my you shaker says my yeah, I need it. My shaker also <laughs> says make it a double, so I just do what I'm told by my so, shaker. Before you start, what mm. made your drink purple to begin with? Or the drink blue? is made purple by the butterfly pea powder. Oh, the pea powder's already in it. Got you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So this drink actually, you have to mix the pea powder, the butterfly pea powder, with the sparkling water. Okay. And then you're supposed to shake the liquors together with the simple syrup, vigorously. Vigorously. And then you add those two things, and then the third thing you add is the lemon juice, and that's what changes the color. Okay. So, so here let's some go. Let's see some magic. Oh, it does change <gasps> it. It's lining up. Yeah. yeah. It's oh like my um, gosh. it almost makes it kind of like a reddish purple. Yeah. Mm, cool. It's fancy. And it was actually pretty good before the lemon juice. And I love lemon juice. So, mm. oh my gosh. So much better. This is so good. I'm going to have to go buy gin to try this because really? I think it would be really, really good with gin. I um, feel like when you were telling me about this earlier, I felt like I was like, I've had this drink. And it wasn't until you were describing it this time that I was like, oh, I have. I've yeah. had other things similar to this, but not this that specifically. I've had the yeah. pea powder thing, the pea powder. Yeah, it was lemon. at a, a bridal shower for Raquel, my friend Raquel. Oh, um, right. And so, like, her um, sister-in-law went all out. And so she was like, okay, ready? We're going to do this. And then it changed. Wow. Yeah, it was really fun. I think the only thing I would change about this drink is adding ice. That would nice, don't yeah. You don't have ice. I don't have ice, but all my ingredients I, were really cold. I feel like that is like a constant issue. It's an underlying theme on this call. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't keep ice in my house because yeah, I, I will chew it. Oh. And I like it's like a big stress thing for me. I will chew, 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 chew. You so have I just got for ice. Yeah. Pizza. So I mean, like, to the point where I would, uh, this is, like, so embarrassing, even admitting this. Like, I could get a big bag of ice from, like, the grocery store or whatever and, like, chew all of it in one day. I was just, Damn. like, addicted to it. Yeah. Holy cow, lady. And then I was like, that's expensive, and I don't have room in my freezer. So then I started <laughs> making it, and then that was worse. And I, I mean, if you weren't chewing on it, I would tell you that you can get a hand, you can get something that, like, will sit on your calendar your calendar your counter that will make good ice oh it's i've seen those and they're amazing but i purposely like do not keep ice in my house because yeah no i don't want to one my of those teeth. things yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna band together and get it for you if that is a, <laughs> a legit addiction yeah so no. i just wish I, I think if I'd make this in the future without the ice or anything like that, I think what I'll do is keep them like maybe the ingredients separately in the freezer to like really like make I them. I think it might be supposed something. to be like slightly layered too. Like that could help the whole change. Could you? Well, it doesn't say that it'll layer because I mean it's literally like put everything with the ice, like put the alcohol with it, the ice yeah. and shake it, and then just uh-huh. add the sparkling water. So. Could, I'm, like, could, really excited with how the color it changed to, though. Could you I'm do, like, like mm-hmm. a whiskey ball of ice? Like, they're giant. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I wouldn't chew that. I don't know. I mean, I I don't, it's pretty Just big, imagine though. you sitting on your bed looking like a horse with a salt lick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, enough about that. All right. So, we read chapters 10 through 13. I am going to do a quick plot line of said chapters. And we start off with the rogue bulger where Harry is, they're back into Hogwarts. They're doing everything. They um, have a Quidditch game coming up, which they're super excited about. And of course, something's enchanted. It's attacking Harry. He falls off his broom. He like all this different stuff happens. Lockhart's an idiot. He makes Harry's arm go away. Um, and then we go into the dueling club where we get to learn that Lockhart really is dumb and then puts mm-hmm. a bunch of people together. Um, they um, try to kill pair off and do a bunch of things. And of course, Snape lets um, Malfoy 
try to get away with some stuff against Harry. Um, then a snake comes shooting out of one of the wands. And this is where we find out that Harry is a parcel tongue. And, no. and only the Slytherin heir can speak parcel tongue because Slytherin spoke parcel tongue. Right. And um, that was like a really big deal. And everybody mm-hmm. thought that Harry was actually asking the snake to attack one of the Hufflepuffs. Justin Fletcher Justin. Finney or something like that. I just know it's Justin Fletchity or something. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. And um Harry and uh Ron and Hermione were like all talking about it. And I felt like the two were kind of attacking Harry. And it's like, yo, you know <laughs> Harry knows nothing about this world. Why would you think he would know about Parcel Song and what right. that even is? And they're like, why didn't you tell us? And he's like, I've only ever done it one other time when I had the snake attack his cousin. But he didn't even attack him. But anyway, so they go through this whole thing. They start hearing whispers. All this stuff happens. And then Hermione and them decide they must find out what happened and who the Slytherin heir is. And they are dead set that Malfoy is either the heir or he knows who the heir is. Mm -hmm. And then they get this brilliant scheme to make polyjuice potion, hence our drink. And um, they wait months to make it. Um, you hear a lot from Moaning Myrtle because they're in their, her bathroom. Uh-huh. And all this different stuff happens. And then they um, trick Crab and Goyle to get their hair. And um, Hermione's like, don't worry. I got it from Pansy during the dueling club. And then they put their hairs in. Hermione turns into a cat. And then she's stuck in the infirmary for weeks. And then Harry and Ron do all of their stuff. And then you find out that there's like this flood and Filch is like mad. And then Harry finds this diary. And then they're like, this diary's dumb. And then they find out it was 50 years ago. And then they find out that the last time the chamber was actually opened was also 50 years ago. And so then they're like, what are we going to do? Harry ends up finding out randomly that the book or the diary actually collects ink and that's why it looks blank. So he figures out that it's enchanted somehow. He figures out how to talk in it. He meets Tom Riddle and then he finds out what happened 50 years earlier and that Hagrid opened the chamber. Hagrid. And that's where we left it. That's where we left it. Also, people are being petrified. Yes, a lot of people got petrified. Well, they got or, petrified before this. Nobody got petrified in these four chapters or these couple oh yeah. chapters. Yeah, they did. Um, um. Oh, I didn't remember. Colin. It Creevy, was that person that you said that you were trying to say his name. Colin Creevy, Justin, and Nick uh, nearly had this. Nick got petrified. I thought they were petrified in the last chapter right before this. Okay. Colin Creevy be happened because he was in the uh, hospital when it happened. He was in um getting his arms reboned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they brought Colin Creevy in. And then Is Justin right actually before, petrified yet? Because Yeah, because right after like, it was right before Christmas break. Um okay. okay, people got petrified. People got petrified. <laughs> I know there was petrification. I don't remember all the details. Petrification. Sorry. I know there was some petrification. All right, Andy, first timer reading the books. Yeah. Impressions and thoughts. A few things. So I know that y'all have often told me that Ron was portrayed very kind of dumb and clumsy Mm -hmm. in the entire thing. This was one of the first ones where I I felt like he showed smarts. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was like, oh, this is what we must be meeting. Not that he doesn't generally, but it was like, I don't remember what they were talking about, but it was something where he, it, like, he's the one who figured something out. And so I was like, oh, okay. Also, I want to go to Hogwarts for Christmas. <laughs> I Me just want to go to Hogwarts. Me too. I, I want to be there for Christmas. So I was thinking the same thing when I was reading it. I'm like, I just want to be there for Christmas. Like, I feel like it would be pretty cool. Um, also, like, I don't know if the movie portrayed it or they skimmed over it. Like, the fact that his aunt really only sent him a toothpick. <laughs> I don't remember what they did in the movie, but I don't think. They I don't really think rec- they even. 
Yeah, I know they talked about the sweater because he was wearing the one like the Weasley. Yeah. But like, um, I was like, that is just rude. And then um, there was something else that I was like, I don't remember them covering this, which I'm sure there's a lot of things that y'all, um, that y'all are like, y'all just know naturally. But um, it was interesting. Oh, I think it was the fact that the poly juice took so long to make. Yeah, it takes like because I feel month, like in the movie, days. all they were just like, we'll just use poly juice, and it was <laughs> and it just happened the next day. Like they would just had it. I don't remember it being, yeah, like a this thing. But then again, just like the last time, and I haven't said this, I don't think during this series or at least the, in two years since we talked about it. We always think that I've seen the movies, and the answer is I might not have. So, um, <laughs> and I might be thinking of when they use Polyjuice later in the books, or later in the the series, like when they're going to the um, Ministry of Magic and stuff mm. like that. So, mm-hmm. but like I just don't remember it taking as long. Well, it's the magic of movies. Yeah. They make it look like it was the next day. Well, that and also. Um, mm-hmm. What was it? Hermione was in there for actually months. She was in there for about like two months in the infirmary. Yeah, she, she was. It took her a long time to get over being. Yeah, I definitely yeah. forgot how long she was in the infirmary as a cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't remember it being like that in the movie. If he read it, if he saw it. Yeah, I don't think. Well, but even, like, Harry's arm growing back, they kind of made it seem like it was overnight, and it definitely was not. Like, he yeah. was in there for a couple of weeks getting his arms regrown, or his bones regrown. I feel like every time we turn around, Lock her, it's just showing how stupid he actually is. Yeah, like, one of the things <laughs> that I wrote down after, like, the beginning of the 10th chapter was um, the way Hermione plays... Uh, Lockhart's ego mm-hmm. but still like loves him like she's still so obsessed with him she but she knows him. she knows how to play his ego and yeah. then I loved the idea of like the restriction section I compared it to like porn how they were like <laughs> oh oh the restricted section the like restrict- oh these books and then like just I honestly forgot too like how gross the illustrations were mm. In, like, the book that they picked out. Because, oh. like, in this one, it was, like, there was things, like, pussing out and, like, all this different stuff. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. I forgot, like, how bold Hermione kind of became in this book about, like, do you want do you want to do this or not? Like, all of a sudden, it was the boys last year, or last year, in the mm-hmm. first book that are always like, let's do this. And she was always kind of like, oh, no, we can't do that. We're going to get in trouble. And it was this time, she was like, well, do you want answers or not? She's like, if we're going to oh, break the rules, let's break she's these straight, rules. She straight up is like, let's we're this. stealing this. And she has to talk Harry and Ron into it. Yeah. Straight up has to talk them into it. Yeah. Uh, that was another thing. Was that in the movie? No. No, I don't think so. I mean, she tells them, like, she tells them where they're going to have to find it, and she knows that they're going to have to steal it, but I don't think it takes them as much convincing. Mm-mm. No. But we will find out in a couple episodes. <laughs> and and it just gave me this look like, well... I'm like, found out what? Because the whole time I was reading it, I was like, do I remember from the movie who opened it? And it took me a while Mm. to be like, oh, yeah, this is what happened. Yeah. I also want to say, like, I've always hated the part when Madame Madame, uh, Pomfrey is like, why didn't you come to me right away? You should have never tried to take your arm out. And it's like, I tried, lady. Dummy, it wasn't me. It was a professor who did this to me. Like, that line always irks me when she's yeah. like, and then, like, where are the other teachers? Like, that whole thing of like, th- they did this on purpose. <laughs> and it's like, why would anybody do this on purpose? Yeah, I feel like, um, Madam. Why is her name escaping me? Pomfrey? 
Quidditch. Oh, Madam Hooch. Hooch. I feel like Madam Hooch should have like gone with the kids to take him up there, being like, uh, yeah, sorry, Mr. Douche, can you, Professor Lockhart? <laughs> yeah. Did this, you know, like. But then again, it's that whole thing where like sometimes adults don't listen to the kids, like. Harry Potter was telling Lockhart not to not to do it. He was like, "No, don't do it, please." Like, no, I just want to go to the the infirmary. Yeah, he just knew it was gonna be bad, and then it was bad. Makes me so mad because I'm like, he literally tried. Not one other teacher let him like let him do what he wanted to do. Then he gets to the infirmary and he gets in trouble for that. And he's like, I'm just like, do you think he would really like debone his arm himself like purposefully? I don't know. Listen, I was just trying to win the win the match. That's all I was trying to do. Exactly. Right. I do always love it though when they talk about how Harry won it because Malfoy was being such a little shit the whole time, mm-hmm. and it literally was right by his head. Just hiding, and we're like, him. yeah, it's like, oh, you stupid idiot. Um, but even that whole part, like the whole thing where like Ron like defends, tries to like defend Hermione a couple times. There were a couple points where it was Ron who really stepped up and said a mm-hmm. couple things. Um, when Harry finds out that it was Dobie that oh, actually it. was like enchanting the um the I called it bul- the bulger earlier. Bludger? It's the bludger. Like that whole thing of like Dobie, he's like, Stop trying to save my life because you're gonna kill me. <laughs> like just that whole idea. And he's of, like, like better me than uh, anyone else. Better than me. Yeah. Than, I know what's coming. Better right. than me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's when Adobe's like, it's better you dead than mm-hmm. anything else, you know? Yeah. Than what could happen to you. Yeah, Adobe, Adobe, Adobe. There's a I lot love- of times in the books where he's just so annoying. Yeah. That he's really not my favorite character. Yeah. Again, I think we've mentioned this a lot. I love the twins, like... After Harry, like, gets out of the, or, I, I don't think it's after the, well, it is after the infirmary, but I think it's um during the Christmas break holiday, the twins are, like, leading him around, even though he doesn't need to be led around. They're like, watch out! The Here comes the air of Slytherin! <laughs> and just, like, you know, he, he, Harry likes it because it makes his life, you know, it, it's funny. He's like, at least there's, Two people that know this can't be possible. Well, not two, at least two people, but more than the handful of other people that he loves and trusts that are like, mm-hmm. this is bogus, you know? <laughs> yeah. I just love, I mean, I love the twins in the movies, but I just love the twins in the books, too. They're so fun. I think, I just saw a meme, like, the other day where it was like, Ginny in the books, Ginny in the movies. Mm. And about how, like, boring they made her. I feel like they kind of did that to all the Weasleys as a whole. Because even as much fun as the twins are in the movies, there's so much more fun in the books. Because you don't really hear about Percy in the movies. Like, Percy's not a non He's there. Yeah, Yeah, he's, like, around in the first two, and then he's basically not. Yeah. Until he becomes, who is it, Fudge's? Assistant. Or uh, I think it's Fudge's assistant, and he like actually backs out of the family for a while, like yeah. disowns them and stuff because of the ministry, and he like full heartedly believes what the ministry believes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really even get that because he just doesn't really exist. Like you see him in the first two yeah. books, but that's it. Yeah. Or the first two movies. Um. But even, like, the whole thing of them catching Percy, like, in the dungeons and all that stuff, like, <laughs> they just keep running into Percy through these whole, all of these chapters. Percy's got a secret. Mm-mm, big secret. And he just gave this look like, what? What? Huh? I know. <laughs> What's the secret? Which it is, I feel like that is a bigger secret that you're going to find out about it. And it is a bigger secret in the books than I think it is in the in the movie. 
in the movie, it's just kind of like a passing statement. With a dueling club. Dueling club. <laughs> when, like, one of my favorite lines, I believe they say it about... I think they say it about Lockhart. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember who even says it. I think Ron says it. And it's... they. If he doesn't stop trying to save your life, he's going to kill you. Yeah. And I believe that was about Lockhart. I do think, I do believe Ron said it. I think you're right. But the whole idea of the dueling club is funny to me because, like, Dumbledore knows Lockhart's an idiot, right? Like, Dumbledore has to know he faked all of his stuff. Right. And there's clearly something up with him. I guess technically at this point we don't really know he faked everything. Sheila and I do, but... um, the whole idea that they allow, like, Dumbledore is like, yeah, a dueling club would be a great idea. And Lockhart definitely should, yeah, Lockhart and Snape, they should definitely, definitely be the two who teach it. Like, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, is Dumbledore getting back at Snape a little bit for something? Like, for those years before he was a double agent. <laughs> like, right. Because Lockhart's just clearly so out of his depth with trying to teach this. Right. Yeah, it you would def, it definitely feels like Dumbledore might have been like, oh hey Snape. I need you to go help with dueling club. I and then I feel funny. like Dumbledore was probably like, well this is gonna be fun. Yeah, I think it's one of those oh, things yeah. where I think he's like he knew it was gonna be a hot mess and he was just like, let's watch. He's like, That's let's insane. let's see what like, happens. Do you think like, do you think him and McGonagall were up in his office, like, through a looking glass? Being <laughs> like, let's see what happens. Let's let's watch this. That would be fun, yeah. They were probably they thinking, their, she was uh, like, they were probably thinking Snape was going to do an example with Lockhart, and they are like, oh, he's going to hurt him. But no, they went straight to the kids. They were probably, like, <laughs> yeah. they're probably drinking their, um, like, mint juleps or something, whatever <laughs> fruity drink that Dumbledore likes. I feel like he oh like yeah because you know it has to be something like a mai tai or something or a like a lemon a lemon drop martini or something <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> and I can see they're sitting them sipping them while they're watching like the mayhem happen below and like being like <laughs> they can deal with it but you know at some point they were like we got to get out of here because we're about to kill each other <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. I forgot what it was that I was going to tell you that I I remembered. And I was like, man, that's funny. Oh, not funny. But we got to meet Fox for the first time. Who? Yeah. The Phoenix. And poor Harry. Harry's already terrified because he just came across um, nearly headless Nick and Justin, who who had just apparently just been um, petrified. Petrified, and he goes in there, and the bird's looking really, really bad, and then just goes up in flames. And he's like, "Shit, now it, now it's over." Yeah, I just killed. He, they're gonna think I killed the bird, and I didn't do it. Well, yeah, yeah, because also, yeah. also, you have to remember that Harry has had a couple conversations with Dumbledore, but they're not at that point where he really, truly t- trusts him no. or knows that knows or has this sort of understanding that Dumbledore kind of knows more that's going on. Um, So, you know, he's thinking, like, I'm up here. I'm in trouble. They already think that I'm the heir of Slytherin. Right. And now I, like, watched his bird die, and they're going to think I have something on it. And I love how Dumbledore is just so nonchalant about it. He's like, oh, yeah, finally, gosh, I'm sorry. You had to see it like that. It was about time. God, it was about time. But I would be the same way. Like, I would be word vomiting. I would be like, I don't know, I was just standing here in the birch circle of my fire. I don't really know what happened. I was like, I'm just really like, You'd start confessing things from when you were like six years old, not even yeah. knowing like what's yeah. going Well, and I feel like Harry in, and maybe even Ron, like, you know how we talked earlier about Hermione is like, are you guys going to do it or not? You know, like she's kind of like the leading force in this, this book on some of the stuff that's like against the rules. Whereas in the past book, it was mostly the boys. But this one, the boys came in very, <laughs> they flew a car illegally 
and ran into the Whomping Willow. They were late for school. Like, there was all sorts of stuff. So I feel like all the detention, all the trouble that they've already been in. They're already like, we're on thin ice. And then we were told that we'd be expelled if we did (laughs) anything else. So I feel like that might be like what's holding them back a little bit. But obviously, I also love how she was like, whatever. She was like, I'm fine. She was like, they're just going to think I did something weird. She was like, I'm not in trouble. And she was like, boop, 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 boop. let me go get what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love how, like, how quickly Dumbledore in that same moment was like, bitch, we knew it wasn't you. Mm-hmm. We kn- you're not that special yet. Like, right. something's happening, but we knew it wasn't you. And he's like, yeah. oh. Well, and I loved how Hagrid came, like, barging in going, hey, you didn't do it. Like, just how faithful mm-hmm. and how steadfast Hagrid is. I mean, obviously, we know that Harry didn't do it, but it took him no time to, like, be up there and to be like, no, he was with me. And I don't know, just to have, like, somebody like that in your life and somebody, you know, that steadfast to you is mm-hmm. it's amazing, especially for somebody like Harry that's never had that before. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and reflectively looking back on it, it's interesting that actually this is, I think, the first time I've ever really thought about the fact that Hagrid goes in like that is it's a little bit of foreshadowing because at the end of these chapters, you see that Hagrid was the one who was accused of this. And Hagrid's obviously around. So something happened where somebody believed him about something so it's the fact that there's that too of and he has i've been accused of this yeah i know what this is like but also even more importantly like i know for a fact he didn't do it because we're together for sure and i also love that like he came like coming in with his like dead chickens that are all like (laughs) yeah (laughs) Hagrid is always one of those characters i feel like in every single scene that like there's always something askew. Like, there's always something that's, like, not put together about him that you're just like, oh, Hagrid. Everybody always has their T's and Q's, like, dotted slash whatever, and it's he's just like, whatever. he's me. He would be me. And that's he's like, where's my paper? I don't know where my paper's at. I can't yeah. cross my eyes like, and T's because I, I can't have a wand, But I'm using this umbrella. That's fine. So, <laughs> are you going to be Hagrid for Halloween? Oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. I mean, I wasn't, but I could. You got the hair, baby. We just need to get you, you a long. Get the, you could get the beard. You just grow it a little bit longer. Or you could keep that. That's all right. You don't have to. You're just a little. You're ready for you the. Could be a, you could be a younger Hagrid. Young Hagrid. A young Let's Hagrid. His beard out. The Hagridite. Or you're, <laughs> or you're getting ready for the ball. You trimmed up your beard. Yeah, the gentle Don't giant. Me. Just stirring my sherbet. <laughs> As we talk about his Halloween costume. Yeah, I also want to go back. Wait, to I have a really important club. question. <laughs> yes. Sheila, do you like this drink? <laughs> it's okay. I put a lot of sherbet in, so. I don't know. It's fine. It's good. I don't know if it's because I don't have this, like, the Sprite, which really makes the punch, you know? Mm. Um, I don't love it. <laughs> I didn't like it when it wasn't, like, melted enough to mix. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I had too much vodka enough 7-Up yes. or something. Because the, the instructions were a generous amount of vodka. Yeah, and like there was no measuring of anything. It was, it was nothing. Just a list of ingredients. And so I was like, generous amount of vodka. And I was like, that's generous. And then I was like, well, that might have been too generous. <laughs> so now that it's like melted and mixed, everything's kind of mixed together. I have like a. It's like a vodka float. I have a sherbet shake right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds worse, people? Vodka float or sherbet shake? (laughs) (laughs) What sounds worse is the vodka float, but they both don't sound delicious. (laughs) (laughs) 
anyway, what I was going <laughs> to say saying that was it's the start of Expelliarmus. Yeah. It's it seriously <laughs> through this whole series, not necessarily in the books, definitely the movies. It's like it's the only spell these kids know. Expelliarmus, 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 Expelliarmus. Well, it's like they know it, but they still weren't supposed to know all the other ones that are, like, deadly. I mean, but, yeah, even in, like, year six and seven, when they do know the other ones, they're still, like, Expelliarmus. They did the tickle one, or Harry did the tickle one, whatever that was. That was weird weird AF, because I don't remember that one in the movie. I do. Was it it in the movie? It's not in the movie, but I remember it in the books. And the reason why I remember it is because I'm extremely ticklish. And my Harry Potter tattoo that I want is I actually want this spell Mm -hmm. tattooed on my rib cage. Is that your favorite spell? Well, no, it's just because I'm extremely ticklish. So. I'm like, no, Sheila, it's not my favorite spell. I just want to know my body forever. <laughs> because I'm really ticklish. It's like a thing. No, I know. <laughs> gosh, oh my gosh. I'm done with you, sherbet heads. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> sherbet I don't know. Was it, was it braiding sherbet. me for something again? Or? I was a braiding you for I'm just kidding. I can't. Just kidding. Um, I love how my headphones look like I'm the Hermione of the bunch today. You do look with like the poly juice. Andy, it's just so everybody knows what Andy's talking about. He got headphones with cat ears on them. Because mm-hmm. I'm so, an adult. That's okay. I, well, it's really truthfully because I was left alone in Walmart. To his own. And they device. also light up. You're welcome, everyone. Thank you. The Julian Club is also one of the first times that Harry really questions his Gryffindor Slytherin. Yeah, if that's where he's really because especially when he finds out about the parcel tongue speech. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, I was gonna ask that. Does he does he question himself again with the sorting hat in the movie? Um, that's yeah, a really I good question. I, I don't remember. I think he does, I, but I don't remember. I believe he does, because he's in the office by himself. For and then he has, a conversation, he has a conversation with um, Dumbledore about it. Starting to wonder if I've seen this movie. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be hard, though. Like, especially not knowing, like, why you have all these certain things. And then it just yeah. happens right. that you have a lot of things with the Slytherin air, yeah. like whatever it is, like, Finding and then you know he's, witch, you know he's like, always like probably there's a probably always just a little part of him since the Sorting Hat ceremony where he's probably yeah. like a little down. Was I supposed to be in this one? Was mm-hmm. you know was I not supposed to be in this one? But this really pushed it. I. But imagine the rivalry if he would have been in it <laughs> with him and uh, Malfoy. Yeah, because who would have the like who would have the tree like who would have the why can I not say this sentence? Trio. Who would the trio have been? No, I don't think it's because I've been drinking. I, I just don't know if I would be able to say that line. Who would have have been? Who would have have been is what I was wanting mm-hmm. to say, and I knew it mm-hmm. wasn't right. Who would have been the trio? Because Harry right. and Draco definitely Didn't like Draco would have felt like he had to be a part of it, but there was already Crab and Goyle. So, but you I don't know if like, like Harry would have to be Harry's friend. I don't know if Harry would have like befriended Crab or Goyle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think Harry would have felt sorry for them. Oh yeah, he would have felt sorry, but I don't think he would have been like buddy buddy with oh, them. Yeah. yeah. And you know he's clearly not like that with Draco because Draco he had the chance to be Draco's friend, and he's like. I can find out the right wizards on my own. Right. <laughs> book, book one. <laughs> book one. Flashback. Flashback Friday. <laughs> I don't know. Sunday. <laughs> Throwback Thursday when we release this <laughs> for that book one reference. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just so funny to me. Like, the whole chapter of the Dueling Club, there's just a lot that happens. And Yeah. 
Um, I totally forgot when, like, after the dueling club, when he sees those Hufflepuffs in the library. Oh, and they str- and they straight up were like, "Yeah, you're a creep, and you wanted to attack everyone." Mm-hmm. And now people are scared of you. I'm disappointed what, in those Hufflepuffs, but whatever. What that reminds me of is like when people are like, "Why are you in a bad mood?" And you're like, "I'm not in a bad mood." And they're like, "Well, then why are you getting upset about it if you're not in a bad mood?" And you're like, "Cause you're saying I'm in a bad mood." Like right. you just oh, felt yeah. like one of those moments. Yeah, for sure. Like he's like, I'm just trying to look for them wise so you can kill him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm trying to make sure everyone knows that I'm looking for him so I can take him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need him right now. Um I love Harry Potter getting his Valentine. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, the dwarf. I was about, I'm like the troll, and I'm like, no, it's not our troll. It's a dwarf that <laughs> sings him is. My favorite line in the book during that, where it was like <laughs> describing all the other professors while this shit was going on. They were like, Are you "Fucking kidding me! Like we have to deal with this Valentine's Day ish crap, anyways." Yeah, and they're like. He's coming in here in pink and whatever robes. <laughs> I often have wondered, I'm like, is that what our teachers felt like when we were in middle school? I don't know about like at your junior high yes. or high school, <laughs> but like I remember at my middle school or my junior high, we, the student council sold carnations and they would be delivered like during third period or something like that. <laughs> And I'm sure the teachers absolutely hated it because not only were like all these like little teeny boppers just like in like, I don't know, like the, they're all in the like lovey-dovey mode. And then the boy, or, like the girls are like that probably. And then the boys are like, oh, dude, you got a carnation, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, just, like, the amount of, like, chaos on that day with that sort of thing. And then to add, like, singing dwarfs. Yeah. Giving you, oh, my God, like. <laughs> the dwarfs were so funny. The whole, um, the whole idea of everybody going in and singing. The fact that Harry got sung that song and he was, like, trying so hard to not have it, like, get away. And then the twins just tormenting him with the song. And then I, like, honestly, I forgot that that's kind of how Ginny saw that he had the diary. Mm -hmm. And how he figured out about the ink with the diary. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the whole idea, like, even going back with the diary a little bit was you know when Myrtle talks about it getting thrown through her and even though it doesn't hurt like it still like emotionally hurts but um I'm just going back and forth now with thoughts you were talking about the carnations we had carnations sent to school we had candy cane candy grams sent for like for Christmas, and I feel like there might have been one other time we had. Oh, we had Boo Grams, like where we had suckers oh, that looked like yeah. a ghost. See, we so did we Valentine's. Had we had Valentine's that, and then we had like yeah. St. Patrick's Day with the with uh, the carnations. We took St. Patrick's Day with the carnations. That's fun. Oh, I've never heard of that. Um, That's cool. Story of my life. <laughs> guess we got a lot of carnations. What? <laughs> It wasn't you. Uh, it wasn't so you? Oh. But do you think the dwarfs, like, just had, like, they knew where these kids were? Or did they just go around tackling kids going, Oi, Harry like, Potter! I feel like it was more like <laughs> me, my team at work, where they're like, shit, there they are. <laughs> just, like, started attacking them. Because, yeah, that's what it seemed like. I'm sure they had to have had some help with, like, schedules or something like that. Because they were walking down the hall where Harry was at. And all the staircases moving and all that stuff. Like, That's fair. They had to know something. Yeah. There's some type of spell. 
Mm-hmm. Lockhart put like honing charms on it. No, Lockhart didn't. No. Somebody else. They'd explode. They would die. Then they'd have like dent dwarfs. <laughs> I mean, how bitter do you think those dwarves were that they were hired for that? Like, <laughs> I mean, if they got hatred enough, they might have liked it. Yeah. I just imagine this like really angry dwarf like being like <laughs> just as a cupid happy valentine's i think you're so cute like whatever like it's just so funny <laughs> and like not even tossing it at them like full-on projectile lobbing them at it well like, yeah i felt like they didn't he didn't they like tackle harry or hang on to harry like well i felt like they tackled him because harry was trying to run away yeah so i'm he sure they like, had to be like yeah i have to deliver this to you yeah the whole scene was just really funny where I was it's like, funny. man, I wish that, like, I feel like there's so many moments in this book that would have been so great in the movie that were mm-hmm. missed. Like, we had talked about the death day party mm-hmm. and how we wanted to see that. And, like, there were a couple other things, too. I feel like the Valentines was a good a good thing that they kind of missed because also, like... You have a child who doesn't really want to be the center of anybody's attention. And he's the center of attention. And he's Everyone's the center of attention. everybody's attention. And then he's just like an awkward teenage boy that's like just starting to probably discover things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like starting things. to develop things, <laughs> you know, mas- <laughs> masturbatory things. Um <laughs> Did we have to go to him playing with his wand? You did it. You pointed down. Oh, my goodness. No, I went things. I went boob. Oh, I thought you legit were, like, pointing down. I didn't get that reference. because We couldn't see where your hand went. Uh, Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) I just saw it start and then disappear. So I'm like, yes, those things. But, yeah, I mean, like, they're 12. So this is the point where they're really starting to be like, okay, girls don't have cooties. Like, a girl can be cute. Yeah. They're, everybody's changing. Right. And then it happens in front of the people he doesn't want it to happen in front Mm -hmm. of. The twins, mainly. Which is so funny, the whole idea of it. And then everybody thinking Ginny was the one who sent it to him. And then she had to be there to witness the whole thing. And she was just, she couldn't even string two words around right. together around him. So it's just so funny. I just love how, like, Malfoy was like, that didn't go over as well as you thought it would, did it? Like, thinking that she was the one who sent it. But also, I need to accept my responsibility in the way that I'm definitely the twins at work, or at least I was when we actually went into the building. Because <clears throat> my team would be like, of, like if something happened, like if they fell out of their seat, Raquel, um, or like I scared them, many people, but also Raquel, um, to, they would be like, of course you saw it. Like they, like out of everyone, it would be me that saw it because I would 100% make up a song. Not um, you. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's not just you at work. That's just you. In general. It's not wrong. In- <laughs> Nothing's incorrect about that statement. I just had more opportunity at work. I do want to say that, like, we do know a child that took advantage of something that happened to you at the Renaissance Festival and he made up a song. And I have it on video. It didn't really happen to you. Little or big man with a little shield. Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. When we all had our hands full and we're like, Andy, hold this toy. That's clearly (laughs) like the size of your forearm. (laughs) Size of his hand. Yeah, a little bit bigger than your hand. Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of forgot about a lot of the filler stuff Mm -hmm. in these chapters. Yeah. Because obviously you can't just have a book or like chapters where nothing happens, but then it's also like nothing really happens. You have to fill in when they start the polyjuice to when they finish the polyjuice. Yeah. 
you have to fill in like how some of this stuff goes from point A to point B. Even the idea of like the mandrakes when you've um I Did they go I through forgot. puberty. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I forgot they went through puberty and I was like, oh yeah, because they have to mature, you know. Yeah. Um they were just little so a lot babies of the at the beginning of the book. Just yeah, things. I mean, also, like, just even uh, Malfoy, when Ron and Harry do get to go to the dungeon and they're talking, it's so mm-hmm. funny because I feel in the book it's not as as grandiose as you really think it is. Yeah. Like, in the movie, I felt like a lot more information was given. I think but so, in the yeah. book, it's just, you know I can't do that. Yeah. And it's just kind of Malfoy being a little shit, really. Well, right. And, and he, was him, also, he was just like, I just don't, I told you, I don't know that. I told you, I don't like, know that. He's like, I want that. it yeah. to be me, but it's not. Yeah. Where in the book, in those chapters, I felt, or in that chapter, I felt he was a... A little more vulnerable of, like, not having his guard up of trying to be this great, this great wizard from this great wizard family. He was just kind of. He was able to be a little bit more of himself. Yeah. Without, like, the guard of, like, being out in the world. Kind of pathetic. He was in his safe space, kind of. Yeah, kind of pathetic. And then when, like, Harry and Ron react as themselves instead of Kyber Goyle and then they just played off as oh we ate too much we gotta go mm-hmm. and the idea that Ron gets to help his dad with a little inquiry about the Malfoys yeah. because of everything that's going on with his yeah. family what, what Malfoy had told them yeah mm-hmm. I will say in case anyone doesn't remember the fact that this is my first time reading them I've purposely also stayed away from watching any of the reruns of the movies for the last two years because I want mm-hmm. to make sure that, like, I'm not reintroducing myself to stuff. Yeah. That, like, I'll be like, oh, da da da. But, like, so it was kind of cool since we did take such a long break, which people don't realize, you know, because they're there in the vault. But, like, to get back into the characters, but it did take me a second because I was like, wait, what's happening? Right. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I read I read a chapter. I think I read the chapter before, so I think technically I read nine through thirteen. I think I accidentally did too, and so that's why I was like when you said that, like I don't think this happened. I was like, is that? My I felt chapter? like somewhere in our text messages we accidentally said nine through thirteen. I feel well, like I know Sheila. Because I had I know Sheila was also being overachiever, and she's like, I'm gonna start from the beginning. Did you actually start from the beginning of this book? Yes. I didn't reread one. I thought well, I didn't think you read. I didn't. Think I you did not. One. That's fine. But I did purchase another book. Ah, oh, we knew it. We knew it. We knew it. We totally called it. So, our friend. But I did have it. I just. I feel like I should tell y'all when we were originally scheduled to do this. I did have it. I legitimately fell asleep. I feel like I should tell you that if you would have just asked for my Amazon. Like Kindle Unlimited, you could have not had to buy them until you found them because I have That's they're fine. free on Kindle Unlimited. It was just one of those moments where I was like, I was oh well. To be fair, I was just out. Did you buy the whole set or just book two? No, just book two. Oh, so we were wrong on that. We yeah. we guessed that you went and bought a whole new set. <laughs> no, because I was literally carrying around book two with me for so long because I was like, okay, we're gonna be reading the next chapters. Oh, I don't know. Because it was at a point mm-hmm. when I was, like, having to spend a lot of time in my parents' house. Um, I don't know if, like, somehow it got left there. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. um. Couldn't find so it you either. just don't have book two, but you found your set? Well, I know where the set is. I just don't have book two. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I'm somewhere in the laundry mm-hmm. pile, maybe. But. So, um, I feel like we need to let people know what happened to Andy. Andy sends us this text message the other night. And he goes, oh, oh my God, y'all. I got locked in Barnes and Noble. Oh yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I think I said trapped. Trapped. He said I got trapped, and I go, does that mean you got locked in Barnes and Noble after they closed? And oh, he's I thought like, he yes. said locked. But Maybe he go said, ahead, go ahead with but, the story. And I, mean, well, I asked something like making sure, like, like after closing, and he's like, yes. And I said, yeah. a dream come true. 
<laughs> Josie's like, that was a dream. No. Okay, I will say that even in that whole conversation, oh, he said I got trapped by a closing Barnes & Noble. I was like, you got trapped, like, the closing sale, you bought a bunch of books. Yes. That, how I, that was how I took it. I didn't take it that way. But then she said locked, and then you're like, 50 to 75% off, dream come true. And then later it was said again about being locked in a Barnes and Noble. You were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, he did get locked in. Okay, never mind. Like maybe there was like a thread or something. Um, <laughs> and then that was kind of irritated that I already bought this book because I was like, oh, I probably could have got it on sale. But they re- didn't really have it. They did have a lot of Harry Potter stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we have digressed from. Kind of from book two. Okay, I want a diary like what Tom Riddle had that Harry was writing in that you could just write in and nobody would see it. That would be nice. Not the whole, like, trap myself in it so I can have other people see my life 50 years ago. Do you want it to write back to you? Maybe. But, like, and I mean this in the best way. Mm. Do you not reread what you put in there? I sometimes do. Because I feel like you would. I mean, As an author, it's more... Like, if you were writing something, I feel like you might go back and be like, oh, let me tap into this. Not like as a, you so, relive parts of your life type scenario. Right. So, I used to be a really avid journalist. Journalist? Like, <laughs> diary. Yeah, I used to like, do journal. journal. A, a personal journal. News. Yeah, like, I used to write in them all the time. Mm-hmm. And I have probably 12 journals mm-hmm. that I've wrote in for quite a while. And then I just kind of stopped. Yeah, me too. But I stopped because what I was writing was really depressing me because I felt like I just kept writing the same stuff over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of was upset that my life wasn't really changing and I wasn't really doing anything about it. And then I kind of just ran out of time. I function better when I write in a journal and just get it all out. Hmm. But my current journal that I'm writing in, I probably started no joke four years ago. Oh, wow. And there are times I've gone back to my journals, not even like, to read and be like reflect or anything like that sometimes I'll just do it to kind of remember where I was and where I'm at now and like I had a travel journal I don't know if Andy even remembers this I had a travel Mm -hmm. journal that I would use when I obviously traveled to different places and (laughs) it was so funny to me because my very first entry in this travel journal was the very first time I came to Chicago and I wrote in there like the very first time I saw a rainforest cafe and our, my fr- my sister's friend from college took us and I was just writing about how like fun it was and how I just had never seen anything like that before. Right. And my next entry right after that and my very last entry in that travel journal was openings that I did for Landry's. And so it was kind of a full circle thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I even read that and I was like, this is why it's fun to do these openings and it's fun to do this stuff because Mm -hmm. you're able to kind of see that first time experience again. Right. And I I mean, I really do function so much better with diaries. Um, I don't really call it a diary because I'm not like, dear diary. A journal. Today, this, like... I just kind of write, and it's kind of like writing to myself, but also kind of like not writing to anybody and just getting thoughts out. But I would love to have a journal that I could just write in and have the things disappear. (laughs) That would be nice. That would be. Or talk back to me. Like, if if I was in there and I was like, man, today was just really shitty, and I just I got into a fight with this person, it could be like, bitch, what happened? Yeah, and like, talk to me about it. So sassy. Like, if one of us is figuring out what to do, your ghost would be like, why you want to know? And I'd be like, ugh, it's the whole point of this diary. I write stuff and tell me the answer. 
and you would you you would end up enchanting it with some type of like and only answer in like shakespearean prose or something like that and i would be like you'd be like i I think i'd probably like burn it and then it would never go away but i mean but here's the thing though too like wouldn't it be fun if you just had like that sassy girlfriend who would just talk back to your thoughts like in the moment like Mm -hmm. if i'm just getting my stuff out and i'm like you know like uh carrie bradshaw like is this a life for me? Like, if it just came back and was like, no, get your shit together. Right. Do y'all not have conversations with yourself like that? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you. I do. But when you're sitting there I writing that conversation was, I legitimately to... was like, oh, God. But to have somebody else that's not your voice. <laughs> yeah. Would be interesting. Yeah. Right. But also, like, it's weird to sit there. Trust me, because I've done it where I'm like, is this supposed to be the way it is? And then be like, it doesn't feel like it should be this way, but it is this way. And then I still have these feelings. Can they still be this bad? But like you have those conversations, but to have to write all of that out on both sides, it's very, very hard. Mm -hmm. So if I could just be like, should I be feeling this way? And it wrote back at me like, well, do you think you should feel that way? Probably not. Do you feel like a jerk? You probably were one. Like, you know, like if it could just talk back to me, I'd be like, man do you think I was a jerk Josie this was the seventh time you've asked us that question this week the answer is probably yes (laughs) maybe (laughs) okay Um, if you're still asking this after two years Mm. get your shit together girl just (laughs) accept it yeah Um, I do always love to actually really go back to the book. I always love how Harry ends up kind of falling into these memories. Yeah. It's just got to be the weirdest sensation for him to just first, like with the mirror in the first book and then the journal with this book. And then like, you know, later there's like the pensives and like all this other stuff. Like, I just feel he's always falling into memories. Going back you know, he has to, it. like there has to be some times where there he's just like, why me? All I was trying to do was, I realized, is I didn't ask to be sucked into this book. I, I didn't just answer the question. I didn't have to go through this memory. Right. Well, and Tom Riddle seems so nice. He does. Ugh. And obviously, Harry can relate to him a lot. Like, with yeah. the whole thing of, like, background. Hogwarts' home and the backgrounds. And he just feels for him. And you know that when he finds out that Hagrid was the one that was there and Moaning Myrtle was the one that was killed and kind of the whole setup and cover up of the whole Mm. thing, really, because you have to remember Dumbledore wasn't headmaster at this point. It was Trippet. Yeah, Trippet. So it was handled completely different than how Dumbledore probably would have handled it, which is fine. I don't think they've announced that that was Moaning Myrtle. No, I don't think it. Oh, it's. This is me clarifying because I'm like, I don't. I think think that's a little bit later. Oh, they just said that somebody was killed. Because he goes back into it a couple times. Right. I was like, I was making sure I didn't miss. I like, because I, oh. Well, it's funny because in the plot line, I totally forgot everybody was in the plot line. I forgot everybody was petrified. And you guys like, no. And I was like, really? And then I was looking at my notes and I literally wrote down every single person that was petrified. (laughs) That's okay. In my notes. It was one of those moments where I was like, shoot, did I skip a page? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but the whole thing, like, especially with. Hagrid being really Harry's introduction into this mm. whole world, how close they were. If he's like Rubius, Hagrid is the is the person. You know, there's a split second where Harry's like, "Shit, yeah. right." Um, any other likes or dislikes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um. I will say what chapters we're reading next. We're going to read 14 through 18, which is the last four chapters. 
Oh, and then book two is going to be finished. And then we are going to watch the movie and talk about it and see if Andy's really watched the movie. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows at this point? Not me. Yeah, so those chapters are next. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed my polyjuice potion. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Where'd you get your pea stuff from? I got it on Amazon. Oh, so you did order it. So I that Target was. I have Sherbert, but I did not. I got mine at Walmart. I got a Target, uh, Kroger. Yeah. Do you, have a, you have a Kroger up there? Yeah, you have Kroger's down there? No. What do you have? We have Food Lion, but Food Lion used to be Harvey's. We have one Publix, and we have four Walmarts, and we have two Piggly Wigglies. I haven't seen a food line since I left North Carolina. So that tells me a lot about where you actually are. We're pretty, um... Pretty country? Well, they like to say they're rural, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. y'all don't know what rural is, but whatever. It's rural for the South. I mean, you don't know what it's like not to come across anybody in three hours as you drive on the road all by yourself. So that's rural. Well, when you're (laughs) driving in a rural area, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. (laughs) Um, You can find us at Potheads Who Read a Podcast. Um, You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on any of your platforms, Mm -hmm. your favorite platforms to listen to podcasts. If you want to email us anything, um... If you try the drinks or anything like that, DM us. You get to talk to Sheila through Facebook. You get to talk mm-hmm. to Andy on Twitter and me on Instagram. Um, you can also email us at potheadsyoureadapodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if um, you can find just Lime Sherbert. I don't think you can. I might be able to at Publix. A challenge, some would say. I think the next time I go grocery shopping, I'm going to look. I feel like I've seen it recently. I know I've seen it. I just don't think I've seen it. Down here. <laughs> I know I've seen it. I just don't think I've seen it. Down here. Down here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank you for reading with us. Go crack a book open. I guess I better start reading the next chapters. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.